We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, carrying the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the entrance to the tomb. So they went in, but they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. They stood there puzzled about this, when suddenly two men in bright shining clothes stood by them. Full of fear, the women bowed down to the ground, as the men said to them, Why are you looking among the dead for one who is alive? He is not here. He has been raised. Remember what he said to you while he was in Galilee? The Son of Man must be handed over to sinners, be crucified, and three days later rise to life. Then the women remembered his words, returned from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven disciples and all the rest. The women were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James. They and the other women with them told these things to the apostles. All right, everybody, welcome back to Printing to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton, and that was the story of the resurrection. So, Easter morning, bright and early. But what I want to talk to you about today is the evolution of my business, because I just met a lovely woman this past weekend, and it's always funny to me to meet somebody new, and then they ask, what do you do for a living? And I say, well, I'm a declutter coach. And people are always like, it's always funny to see their faces because they're always like, oh my gosh, or like, I could use that. Or they'll say, oh, my husband could use that. Or I have a friend that could use that. People always have very strong opinions about it. It's so funny. So anyway, I was telling this woman about what I do for a living. And um, it, it occurred to me, like, maybe I should make a podcast of this because maybe you guys don't know the story of how this business kind of evolved. So how it evolved is I love to declutter. I've always loved a tidy environment. And whenever friends of mine would struggle with clutter, I would always be like, well, I can help you with that. Like, I love to, to declutter and tidy and all these, all these things. And eventually people were like, you should charge for this. Can I pay you? And I was like, no, 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 you don't need to. Like, I just love to do it. And then in about 2020, I thought, you know what? Maybe I should make a go of this. My littlest one was in school full time. So I thought, let's let's get the LLC. Let's get some insurance. Let's figure this out and let's start decluttering. And well, you know how that went. March of 2020, the world shut down. And it was actually kind of funny because I didn't know anything about Zoom back then. And right away, I started getting calls from women that were now shut down and 
trapped in their houses and they were just like, oh my gosh, can you please come declutter? Like now that I'm home all day, I'm like, feel like the walls are closing in on me. And I, I was home too with my kids and I was just like, I'm sorry, I can't. Like I, I have to worry about my own kids right now. And we didn't know how serious the virus was, you know? So I was like, no, but had I known how to use Zoom back then, oh my gosh, you guys, <laughs> I'd be like, I wouldn't have a mortgage. But anyway, it is what it is. It's okay, right? So over the years, as I began decluttering with clients, I kind of tweaked my process and changed it. And um, the woman I was meeting, I was talking to on Sunday, she was just kind of asking me, like, you know, like, how did you come up with this process? And I guess the answer is, it was trial and error. But when I, and I will, like, if anyone calls me and they say, oh, I just want my kitchen decluttered. I will go and help them do their kitchen, a one-day thing, bada-bing, bada-boom, out the door I go, no big deal. But many times I work with people and it is for a long time. Like it is month after month, you know, for like a year. Because I, I just think that if people are committed to the process, you know, they're committed to really getting their whole house done. Um, and I've never had anyone that has said, let's bang this out in a week, you know. <laughs> so that'll, hopefully that'll come someday. I don't know. But um, I don't know that I could actually commit to doing that every single day for, for weeks on end or something. But um, anyway, as I tweaked my process, I was getting more people that wanted their whole house decluttered. And they were just kind of overwhelmed with the entire place. And to be honest, sometimes I get overwhelmed too. Like I just, I walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh. <clears throat> and I'm listening to the woman and I feel for them, you know, and they're telling me about how they would love to feed their family healthy dinners, but the kitchen is a mess and they don't have routines and the dinner dishes from last night and blah, 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 blah. And so like my first thing is let's do your kitchen or let's do the playroom or, you know, like I listen to their stories and I feel their struggles but the longer I have done this, the, the more convinced I am that it all begins in the wardrobe. And so even if a woman is like, no, it's my kitchen, it's the family room, it's the basement, it's the kids' rooms, I'm like, no, please trust the process and let's start in your wardrobe. And I've done a whole episode on the decluttering of the wardrobe, but I'll just recap quickly for you guys. The reason I like to start in the wardrobe is because I just feel like as women, we need to figure out who we are. And there is nothing that helps us do that more than the wardrobe. You know, like if you see a woman with long gray hair and she's wearing a flowy dress and Birkenstocks and beaded bracelets, like you probably will guess correctly that that woman probably starts her morning with a cup of herbal tea or perhaps um, yoga. Perhaps if she drinks coffee, it's in like a hand-thrown um, coffee mug that she bought from like a potter that she knows personally. Uh, you know, she probably has a house filled with plants and like can't you just picture the whole vibe, you know, versus like if you saw a woman that was wearing, um, you know, really cute 
like yoga pants and like a trendy sweatshirt and, you know, I don't know, little cute sneakers or something. I don't know all the clothing trends. But you can probably guess, like, maybe she wakes up and she's drinking her coffee out of a mug that says, like, you know, she's, like, got some inspirational quote on there. Or it just says, like, coffee on her cup or something. You know, but, like, the clothing says so much to the public about who you are. And I think that it also makes you feel a certain way. And I always give the example of when I was in high school, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And part of the uniform was a navy blue wool blazer. And we didn't have to wear the blazer every day. We only had to wear it if we were going to mass or an assembly or something like that. But I wore my blazer a lot. And the reason I wore my blazer a lot was because I just felt like it made me feel a little bit more put together and a little bit more studious. And I just felt like I studied better and I performed better when I was wearing my blazer. Like I just felt like I had to look the part and and act the part. And so when a woman is totally overwhelmed with her whole house, I will always say, let's begin in your wardrobe. Because once a woman figures out who she is, the rest of her house goes like clockwork, you know? And I always say, like, I I give the example of the coffee mug. Like, are you the kind of woman that wants to drink out of a a ceramic coffee mug that you bought at a at an arts festival? Or are you going to drink out of the good china teacup and you're only going to have a little bit? Are you going to have your, is your morning coffee in a little espresso like in Europe? Or is it a big cappuccino cup that you're holding with two hands? You know, like all this stuff stems from the wardrobe. In my opinion, I just think it all comes back to the wardrobe. And even if I'm not a fashionista, I know a woman that feels good when I see her. And I can tell when you put on something that you just feel like, eh, it's okay. Versus something when you come out and your whole face is lit up and you're like, okay, I like this outfit and here's why. And so instead of decluttering the wardrobe, I always say, let's build your wardrobe with stuff that fits flatters and makes you feel fabulous. And that's what we do. Every single thing in your your wardrobe should fit that criteria. And if you're going to say to me, but I have clothes that I want to fit in, you know, I'm trying to lose weight. That's fine. I won't make you get rid of it, but I make it leave your closet. So we might box it up. We might put it under the bed. We might put it in the basement. We put it somewhere else. But like when you open your closet doors, every single thing in there should fit you. And it shouldn't make, it shouldn't pull or tug or feel weird or like it, you know, I only wear this shirt if I'm wearing a blazer because it has stains underneath the armpits or it has a a slight tear under the armpits. No, there should be no exceptions. Every single thing should make you feel like the woman that God created you to be. Okay. So that's why I start in the wardrobe. And then I move into your bedroom because I really feel like you need an oasis and a place to kind of escape the chaos of the rest of your house. And then if you have an ensuite bathroom, we'll work on that. And then from there, I'm pretty flexible where I go in the house with the client. But here's the thing. So I started doing that and I, you know, have clients that they all now have closets that are like organized and beautiful and everything fits flatters and makes them feel fabulous. And we would work our way through their homes. But as I got to know these clients and 
I work in five hour blocks of time. So that's, and I do that one because it's, it gives me time to get to somebody's house while my kids are in school and get home for my kids. <laughs> so that's really like the honest truth of like why I work in five hour segments. But the other reason is because, you know, the time just flies by. Like if you've ever tried to organize your closet, like you pull all the stuff out and all of a sudden you look up and it's eight hours later and you're like, oh my gosh, I have this huge mess and like I didn't even get anything done. Well, it's the same for me. Like five hours goes by in a blink of an eye. And most people don't even believe me when I say, like, we need five hours for your closet. They're like, no, it's like an hour or two. And I'm like, oh, no, (laughs) it's going to be longer than that. Um, So it just takes time, you know, but we build the wardrobe and um, I'll make them try things on. And we usually start with an outfit that she feels good in. And then we build the wardrobe from there. So anyway, but as I'm like going through with these different clients of mine and It's a very intimate experience because I'm physically touching everything in your house. I'm hearing the stories of where you bought it. I'm hearing the stories of the ex-boyfriend that bought it for you. I'm hearing about things. Like I have heard so many wonderful stories. I've heard heartbreaking stories. Like there's so much going on in the wardrobe and in the stuff in your homes. And, you know, I feel very blessed that people let me into their homes and into their lives to share these things. Um, But as I would work with these clients and get to know them over the months and, you know, possibly a year, um, I started to sense that there was something missing. And eventually I started asking these women, do you have a best friend? And I don't know why I started asking this. I think it just kind of was the Holy Spirit one day just kind of prompted me to ask this one woman. And now I I ask most people that I work with, like, do you have a best friend? And the surprising thing is most women say no, they don't. And I thought, huh, okay, this is what's happening here. And You've heard my story, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard my story of finding Lori, who's my best friend. And like, even tonight, I was at Scouts, and my friend was just like, you you have so many friends. And I'm like, I don't. I said, I know a lot of people, but I don't have a lot of friends. Like, I honestly don't. Because like, I think as you get older, you get a little more selective or maybe the opportunities to meet other women just aren't there as much as when you were younger or if your kids were younger, you just kind of naturally gravitated towards the parents of your kids' friends. But I think for me, one, my family is my priority. So if I have extra time, that's who I want to be with. And two, I just want to be around people that light me up. So if I'm going to spend, you know, $100 out at dinner or having drinks, it's like, I want to make sure I'm hanging out with a woman that's going to light me up, you know? And like, I don't want to just sit around and gossip. I want to, I want you to like inspire me and, and challenge me and make me laugh, you know? And so like, I, that's, it's not easy to find, right? So that's, that's how I can sympathize with these women when they say they don't have their best friend. And um, I don't know where the episode is where I talk about how I found Lori. But um, anyway, I love Lori to pieces. So, <laughs> and if you've signed up for anything, you've probably met Lori. And um, so I started asking that question and I thought, okay, 
these women need friends. And that's where um, I started thinking about like creating a community of people that are just like-minded women. And then I started getting the vibe that they don't just need friends, they need Jesus. And so that's when I brought in the podcast. And that's when I started talking openly about my faith and Jesus, because I just felt like it is all tied together. And that as women, we need a home that is run efficiently. It is just the basics of getting through the day to day. Like we need to know where the keys are. Currently, right now, my son locked the keys in my van. So we are waiting for the people. We only have one set of keys. And so we're waiting for the roadside assistant to come and get my keys out of my van. And he's had his license for a month. And this is the second time he has locked my keys in the van. But that's okay. It is neither here nor there. But anyway, I don't know how I got off on that tangent. But um, I think we just need to find these other women that are sharing our faith and that are going to challenge us to grow in our faith and to really be the women that God called us to be. But we we need our homes to run smoothly and efficiently. And that's the part I do in my job as a declutter coach and helping people with their budgets and helping people with meal plans because I just feel like it's all tied together. But once you have all that stuff or even before you have it all kind of figured out, like there has to be a bigger reason And the bigger reason might be that like you're called to do something better or bigger or different and you just need to get out of debt to get there or you just need a friend that's going to walk alongside you in your journey. And so that's when I started doing the podcast and bringing in faith and we just finished up this September rosary group where we did the seven sorrows rosary. And even that was like, I'd never heard of that rosary before. And Colleen from New Jersey, she sent me one and I was like, okay, let me figure out how to do this rosary. And then I was going to do an October rosary. But then when I did the research, I saw that September was actually the month of Our Lady of Sorrow. So I thought, oh my gosh, I better hurry up and get this in September. And so I hustled and, you know, pulled together the September rosary group and It was another wonderful group of women. And I just am so blown away always by the group that God brings together. And I really want to encourage you, if you are ever feeling like, I should sign up for what Jean is doing, do it. That's the Holy Spirit saying, like, you need to do it. And it might be because you need to hear something from another woman, but it also could be because they need to hear from you. So if you're not signing up, then you're, you're getting, you're shortchanging yourself on two different ends there. So if you feel the call to sign up for things that I do in the future, please say yes, because we need to hear you. And it's the Holy Spirit saying, I need you to be part of this group. And that's what I'm kind of working on now with the podcast is building the community of these like-minded women that are just amazing women. And okay, so now, I'm actually going to get back to this Bible passage of the resurrection. And the reason I chose this Bible passage is because these women have this common denominator in this man that we call Jesus. And the other thing is that they were going to the tomb to prepare his body with the spices and 
So they were all sharing in this common grief of losing this man that they all loved. And then the flip side is when the, um, there was, suddenly two men in bright shining clothes stood by them, full of fear. The women bowed down to the ground as the men said to them, why are you looking among the dead for one who is alive? He is not here. He has been raised. Remember what he said. So now the women have gone from their shared grief to their shared joy in the resurrection. But what I want you to keep in mind is that we all need to use these examples in the Bible of fellowship and sharing our faith and having Jesus as our common denominator because we have to have our women friends in life that we can both grieve with and we can rejoice with. And I think that in this past rosary group, we really celebrated that. I had wanted to have the fourth week. Um, we talked a lot about sorrows and our sorrows and the sorrows of our Blessed Mother. And I wanted the fourth week to be, let's find the joy in the sorrows and the suffering. But as a group, they decided that, no, let's just kind of sit in our sorrows because sometimes that's what we need. We need other women that just want to sit with us in our sorrow. They don't need to have all the answers. They don't need to have a degree in counseling or theology. We just need to go through life with other women that share our faith. And that's the foundation of the friendship. But we can also have fun with them. And when the time comes, um, if necessary, they can be our friends that we also maybe walk through some sorrows with. Because, you know, there's always going to be sorrows in life. And, um, you know, Jesus had his close group, group of friends. And I'm encouraging you that if you don't have your tribe, your good group of friends, then I think um, you should sign up for something that I'm offering or look for something in your church bulletin. But you have to make an effort to get yourself out there and make some friends. And that's why the title of this um, this episode is, it starts in the wardrobe, but it ends in community. Because I really think that we think we're looking for a nice tidy home. We think we're looking for a balanced budget, but what we're really looking for is not just a relationship with our Lord, but we're looking for people that we can walk that relationship with together. Have a great day, ladies, and I will see you on Saturday for a five-minute declutter with me. And if you like this podcast episode, please leave a five-star review. I always forget to ask for reviews. So it really helps in the algorithm and it helps other women find me. And who knows, your best friend could be out there and she hasn't heard this podcast yet. And then you're going to meet down the road. So leave a review. She's out there. All right. Have a great day.